You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Kyrie Thompson with a end-of-the-week edition of First and Foxborough. Make sure you download, subscribe, stream it on the free Odyssey app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at KDThompson5 on Twitter. Follow the show account, too, at First and Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O, and find us on Instagram as well. Now, I want to respond to something that I saw on the afternoon show yesterday on WEEI where the question was raised, is it possible for the Patriots, can the Patriots find a good receiver in round one? And now I know that's a two-part question because some of it is is the cynical part, right? Well, even if there is a good receiver in round one, can the Patriots even pick the right one? Because we saw what they did with Nikhil Harry and how bad that got messed up. Just because you messed up the one time, doesn't mean that you can't ever do it again, especially not in today's NFL where wide receiver contracts are through the roof and you can't just say, oh, we're just going to pick one up on the undrafted free agent market and hope he turns into something like Jacoby Myers or we can't just trade for them all the time and commit draft capital and funds to them, which I would personally like the Patriots to do with T. Higgins, but I don't think they're going to do. And you can't just rely on the free agent market all the time. It's too hit or miss, right? Kendrick Bourne was a hit for a year, and then Matt Patricia kind of ruined him in year two. And Nelson Aguilar just never hit. So you you can't do that. You've got to draft receivers. You have to draft them high as well. It's just got to happen. Now, you would look at Tyquan Thornton and say, yeah, well, he didn't do anything. He was a second-round pick last year. And, And maybe, again, oh, well, they picked the wrong one. We don't know that yet. I think that there are there were other receivers who were better than Tyquan Thornton that got picked after him, for sure. George Pickens, definitely better. The jury's kind of still out on some of the other ones. But I think ultimately Tyquan Thornton showed signs that he could play, that he, that he belongs in the NFL. Yeah, there were some drops, some situational issues that he had, which are they're rookie things. But I think his first game in, they had a plan to use him, and he looked good, didn't he? And then Matt Patricia kind of ran out of tricks and couldn't figure out how to use him after that, which I think a competent offensive coordinator like Bill O'Brien might have some better ideas of how to get the most out of Tyquan Thornton. So fingers crossed. Hope we see a little bit more from him in year two. Do not write him off just yet. That to me is too short-sighted. We can't, we can't, can't always keep doing this. And this is a beyond just a Tyquan Thornton thing. Oh, yeah, just because your your draft pick from year one like doesn't just blow up and, and become offensive rookie of the year or he's not amazing doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, well, he's a bust. He sucks. Like, I'm sorry. That's, that's ridiculous. Okay? Got to give these things time. So to get to the, the first part of the question that I responded unequivocally yes to, yes, 
the New England Patriots can draft a wide receiver who happens to be very good in the first round. There are going to be a couple of options that the Patriots can target here. I'm going to talk about three of them in particular. Zay Flowers, whom I've already already addressed on the show. You guys know how much I like him. Jordan Addison, whom I've written about on WEEI.com. And Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I am going to write about at some point on WEEI.com. Now, those big three that I think are going to be the first one, well, three of the first four off the board because Quentin Johnston is going to go before all of them because he is a pterodactyl. He is his size, weight, speed ratio. I mean, that, that's going to be huge for him, literally huge. Cause he's like six, four and he's probably going to run like a low four or like a high four, four, low four, five, his catch radius, his yards after catch, all of it's crazy. He's probably, he could be a top 10 pick, definitely a top 15 pick. I would think. So I think he's going to be the first one off the board, but then the next ones that are going to be more in the Patriots range, are they, and is this class as top heavy in terms of, wow, like the talent at the top is awesome. Like Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams. No, they're not quite there, but I think they're probably closer than you think. So I would say, I think that, there are a couple of things that factor into this here. Number one, everybody wants an offensive tackle. I think that that would probably be the first thing that they would want to do, meaning the New England Patriots, because typically they like to build the lines and build up the middle as their first option. They've, Like I said, they've only taken one wide receiver in round one ever, and that was Nikhil Harry. He was literally the 32nd pick. He was, he was the last pick of the first round. So I think that more than likely you would see an offensive lineman as that number 14 overall pick if you could get him or maybe an, a, or maybe an edge rusher. You might see that. That said, do I think that the Patriots absolutely have to pick an offensive lineman or offensive tackle at number 14? No, I don't think so. First of all, we keep forgetting free agency exists and that the team is going to have an opportunity to get a Mike McGlinchey or a Jawan Taylor, or a Caleb McGarry, if you're so inclined. I, I He's a little bit more down my list. But you're going to have those options in free agency. And if you can do that and shore up the right tackle position, I don't think the left tackle position is nearly as dire as people think that it was with Trent Brown. He had a handful of bad games. Some of them were games he probably shouldn't have even played in because he wasn't 100%. He was really ill but they just didn't have the option. So he had to play and he didn't play that well. And then there were some other games where he looked a little bit disengaged. I mean, you could say Miami was probably really hot. And he just was sluggish and not moving around very well. The Bears game, he just was bad. I can't really explain that one to you. But I think that just in terms of what he was asked to do, he was put on an island a lot more. I and mean, he was like in the top 15 in terms of true pass sets, being put out there against an edge rusher, one-on-one, and just, hey, go hold your own, Big Trent. That's your deal. He did pretty well when you think about that for how often he was asked to do it. So I think he's fine. I think that most of the problems with the offensive line were not talent-related. They were scheme-related. They were communications-related, where you had guys trying to learn this new language on the offensive line, not the one that they had been working with for 
all the years prior to that under Dante Scarnecchia and Carmen Brasillo. So I think that that probably had more to do with why you saw so many blowups in protection on the offensive line than the fact that, oh, yeah, they weren't very good. And I think if you get back to something that makes more sense with Bill O'Brien this year, I don't know that you're going to have to worry about that as much. I think that you'll probably be fine. So, no, I don't think you absolutely have to be, oh, yeah, it's tackle at 14 or bust. I feel like that's too reactionary. You need to you need to keep an open mind with this. Now, I would like them to get a tackle at some point. And, and if it happens at 14, great. But I think that I would also look at round two, round three. I mean, guys like, you know, Dewan Jones are going to be available potentially. So th those are options to consider. I do think they need more depth at tackle because Connor McDermott being there. Oh, yeah, they signed Connor McDermott. Wonderful. Great job. I don't want him starting at left tackle. I don't really want him starting at right tackle either. Okay. He's good depth, and that's kind of it. Andrew Stuber, we have no idea what that guy is going to be because he was on NFI last year. Is a late round pick too. So yeah, there might be potential, but we don't really know what he is. So I get it. I would like to see them draft a tackle. I'm just saying that say, if it's Peter Skoronsky, yeah, maybe you go ahead and make that pick. But even then, a lot of people think he's going to slide into guard at the NFL level. And I don't know that I want to do that again with what they did with Isaiah Wynn. He's probably a better player than Isaiah Wynn was, but I don't think that Skaronsky is going to be special at the NFL level. I think he's going to be fine. And it, it, is it is it necessary that like, oh, yeah, we get, get a fine, solid left tackle at number 14. We're going to fall over ourselves and say that we got to do that. I don't really think so. Roderick Jones, I think, is also going to be solid. He's sturdy. He's got more length than Skaronsky does. I don't really like the way he moves in the run game. I feel like he looks like he's running in molasses, got cinder blocks taped to the feet too much. I'm just, I don't know. I, I just, I'm a bit lower on them than I think a lot of other people are where they see tackle by their name and like, oh yeah, the Patriots got to get that guy. I don't necessarily believe that. So I, I think if it were Paris Johnson Jr., I would do that. I would definitely do that at number 14. Um, but if it's not that and say you have a mock draft like the one that I had where when I did the three rounder where Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter Scaronsi are off the board by the time you get to 14, do I have to say, oh, yeah, we got to get Roderick Jones because he's a tackle and we need one? I don't really think so, to be completely honest with you. I would rather look at other positions that you can get a guy who might just be better who's going to come in and make more of an impact right away. And I think that there's an argument to be made that the three receivers that we could talk about, Flowers, Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, I think they all could possibly be more impactful than Roderick Jones would be in, in their first years and certainly beyond. So I, I think you got to talk about that, honestly. Now, the other part that I want to address is – when people say, oh, yeah, well, we can't do that in round one with the wide receivers, some of it is based around size where, oh, yeah, well, they're not 6'2 and 230 pounds and they can't jump 45 inches and, and all of that. My advice is don't get caught up in appearance, as Outcast would say. Look, that to me is, 
Okay, Quinn and Johnston, you can see all the different things going on in his game where he's, what, 6'4 and 200-plus pounds, and he can juke you in the open field. He can do so many different things. That, to me, is like a, okay, if he's there at number 14, I would probably – I would take him. I mean, I think that's just too good to pass up. But you look at Jamar Chase, right? And everybody wants that. Everybody would love a Jamar Chase where he's just the prototype for what you want in a number one receiver. Those guys usually go in the top 10, though. You're not getting that at number 14, and that's okay. But you look at the guys that did go left. Like Drake London, I think, was the first one off the board at number eight last year. He's got the size, right? He's got that more prototypical look. Garrett Wilson wasn't that big. He's what, six foot? 6'1", 190-ish pounds, he's not that big. Chris Olave is about the same size as these guys we're talking about. Six foot, 180-something pounds, like 187 or whatever he was weighing in at. Jamison Williams is a stick figure. He went 12th, even though he couldn't even play to, to start the season, and he's like 170 pounds, soaking wet. But that dude could run, so I can understand that. You're talking about 4'2", whatever it is, speed. That guy is electrifyingly fast, ridiculously fast. Now, I don't know if any of those guys in, in at the top of this draft receiver-wise are like that. I don't think so. But in terms of, oh, yeah, we've got to have the big-bodied X receiver. Like, that's the only way it's worth it in the first round. That right there, that's how you get Nikhil Harry. That's how you screw this pick up, is if you start thinking in those terms. We have to get the big guy that goes on the outside, and he blocks, and he jumps over everybody that he's got to look a certain way in order for us to want to take him. Disregarding the fact that even in college, Nikhil Harry could not run away from anybody. He couldn't do it. Okay. And and yeah, like maybe that wasn't his game, but if your game is that limited to where the only thing that you can do is post up or jump up over people, you're not that good of a receiver. I'm sorry. You're not. All these guys, all these guys that are that are going to be in the first round, especially the three I'm talking about, that might be in the Patriots range, all those guys are infinitely better football players, wide receivers, than Keel Harry ever was. Okay, stop. Don't compare them. And, and, and the thing is, like, people might even say, like, if they were in, the, in going in the same draft, like, maybe you could make an argument for Nikhil Harry going before them. No, you couldn't. Okay? Zay Flowers is, yeah, what, he's 5'9", 183 or whatever, but you talk about that guy's dynamic ability with the ball in his hands, his route running. Jordan Addison's got juice. Like those guys are going to run like 4-3 at the combine. And then we're already seeing it. it just, just like I told you, you're already seeing it. Or people are like, oh, yeah, you can get him in the second round or back end of the first round. Zay Flowers was being talked about like pick 64 a couple of weeks ago. And now he's creeping into mock drafts at the bottom where he's like 25th. It's already happening. And and wait, wait till he run, wait till he wants a 4-3 or a 4-4-1 or whatever it happens to be. Wait till he does it. And then you are going to be talking about him in the middle of the first round, right up there where the Patriots are picking. Because I think that's just where things are trending now. We don't need these giant receivers. We just need good ones. That can take the top off of defense and keep opponents up at night. Look, Chris Olave probably could have been the rookie of the year if he didn't get hurt. And Garrett Williams was the offensive rookie of the year. 
None of those guys are your X receiver body types. And then look at your own division. The two best receivers in your division are under six feet, right? Stephon Diggs isn't huge. He's just better than everybody. Tyreek Hill is like 5'10 generously. Jalen Waddle isn't six feet either, but they're faster than everybody. They cook you. They kill you in the open field. That's how they get down. Okay, and then Garrett Wilson with the Jets. Okay, so spare me with this whole, he's got to be six foot plus and have pterodactyl arms. No, he doesn't. Okay, he does not. Get good football players. And in particular with that, Jackson Smith and Jigba is not going to light up the combine, most likely. He's, I, I don't think he's going to run a 4-3. I, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. If he runs a 4-4, that'll be great for him. And I think you're going to see his, his stock start to rise if he, run, if he can run a 4-4. But what can he do? Even despite not being that big, his contested catchability is crazy. He had like a 90% contested catch rate those two years ago when it was all three of those guys together. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave will tell you that they think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is better than them. Okay? He just creates. That's what he does. He's a good player. Somebody like that has value to the Patriots. Don't need him to be 6'3", 6'4", whatever. Get good players. Getting caught up in, in the, the profile, that's how you screw that up. And that's how you have people saying, well, why didn't you just get like Debo Samuel in the second round or get so-and-so receiver in the second round, okay? If you pick the right guy, that's you don't got to worry about that. And I, I get it. A bunch of Patriots fans are saying, well, how can we trust them to pick the right guy? I think in this case, especially if you're talking about Zay Flowers, I would support that. And I feel like that's somebody that they are looking at pretty hard. They were looking at him hard in the Shrine Bowl. To me, it's like connect the dots, people. They love their Shrine Bowl and Senior Bowl guys, guys that are that have played four years of college, that have been there this entire time. To me, it's, it's, it's screaming. It's barking at you, okay? It is yelling that they're probably looking really hard at a guy like Zay Flowers at number 14. So you know what? If it happens, don't be surprised, okay? Come back to this episode and, and, and go ahead and remind me that I told you so. But you know what? We don't know how this is going to shake out because, you know what, the Patriots might just go ahead and trade that pick. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But that's kind of how I see it. Don't, don't overthink this and think that if he doesn't meet a certain threshold, he can't be the pick. Then you're going to be missing out on a good player. I also mentioned this, right? If it's not in round one, that doesn't mean you got to worry, okay? I think people have said picking in, in the first round of the draft is obviously where you get the most premium talent. And particularly if you're t- picking in the top 10, which is not necessarily where you want to be if you're a team, that's how you get a shot at somebody like a Jamar Chase. Or you get more of a shot at a Chris Olave or Jamison Williams or, or what have you, a Drake London, right? But with that being said, there are plenty of guys every year, we always see this, who get pushed down into round two who should have been taken earlier. George Pickens, perfect example. That guy definitely should have been a first-round pick in terms of talent, but he gets pushed down because people had concerns about his character and the way that he was off the field, and he gets picked in, in, the, in the 50s, and he goes out and looks like, like a baller, like a future superstar for the Pittsburgh Steelers who have never – apparently they have never missed 
on a wide receiver in the draft. I mean, good God, they are so good at it. And so, and then of course you had the Patriots taking Tyquan Thornton. Jury's still out on him. I would have liked George Pickens, but he was probably off the board from a character standpoint or what have you. So alas, that didn't happen. But again, just because they don't draft a receiver in round one, if that doesn't happen, then there are going to be options in round two that are going to be pretty good. And even after that, that's the thing. Wide receivers are getting faster, more explosive, more dangerous with the year. They're going to be deep receiver drafts probably from now until the end of time because that's where a lot of the good players are going to be because they know that, oh, yeah, if I'm a wide receiver, I'm going to be making $100 million contracts if, if I hit it big in the NFL. So I think that one way or another, you got to find value at that position. You've got to get more explosive. You've got to get better. Okay. So whether it's round one, round two, or round three, I want to see that. I mean, even, even after that, where you can have a guy like maybe A.T. Perry, whom I, I think I, I like how smooth he is and some of the, the size that he has is very intriguing. I think that that's a guy I could see the Patriots and a lot of other teams being interested in early on day three, like I'm talking round four, you could see A.T. Perry going off the board. I'd be surprised if he went before that, but you never know, man. Some of these guys, some of these teams might fall in love down there at the combine with how he carries himself and how he prepares. Because I've heard rave things about that from our guy E.J. Snyder over at the Bootleg Podcast. So I don't know. I, I think that you've got to restock the receiver position for sure. It's no less important to this team than offensive tackle. No less important. Okay. Don't trick yourselves and think that it's all about protection. Great. Protect Mac Jones. I want you to protect Mac Jones, protect the quarterback. But if the receivers aren't getting open, then it's still not good. And I would say that conversely, if your receivers are getting open faster, you can have an, an average offensive line and be just fine. Okay. Just give him the, 2.5 seconds or, you know, 2.5 to 3 seconds that he needs. Just don't get him jumped before that, okay? Just give him an opportunity to scan, survey, find a guy who's going to get open and cook his guy and then get him the ball into his hands, okay? So I would say that if you made me pick one, I would say give me the really good receivers over the really good offensive line. So it's like really good receivers and average offensive line. Give me that instead of average receivers, really good offensive line. That's kind of how I see it in terms of today's NFL. We'll see if the Patriots see it the same way. I'm Kyrie Thompson. This has been First to Foxborough. Download, subscribe, stream it on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. See you later.